Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com. Today we're talking about technicians moving away from the dealership. This is episode 38 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. All right, so I hope you guys are all having an awesome day today. We are going back to late January of 2015 and talking about technicians moving away from the dealership and really more what we're talking about rather than techs moving away is what's the next step for a technician after you get that master certification? What's what's next? And this was something that I lived through. You know, I worked really hard for about oh seven or eight years to earn that master technician certification, all to find out that after that I was kind of lost. You know, instead of working through a goal and setting more goals after achieving the master tech, I worked to that goal and kind of stopped. And that really put me in a really odd space. It's really hard to describe what that felt like and kind of that funk I was in for a while because I was excited that I got that, you know, prize master tech certification, but the truth was no one else cared. And, you know, in a lot of ways, nor should they. So we're going to talk about all that and more. But hey, before we get into the show, I want to remind you guys, if you like the show, like the work that I do here on the audio podcast, on YouTube, and all the other social platforms, you can help support the show by joining the crew members. What this is is a premium membership where you join up and you get access to discounts you're not going to get anywhere else to places like MyCanic, Prime Sunglasses, Kerma TDI, 42 Draft, and more. If you're buying things from these folks anyway, you're probably going to end up saving more money than the crew membership cost. In addition to those great discounts, you also get a private Facebook group just for crew members, one that I hang out in quite a bit. You also get access to the VW Audi training manuals that I write for the classes that I teach. Guys, these are 350 55 bucks a pop if you want to attend one of these classes. And while I think if you're a technician, you really should attend these classes, they are not really for everyone. This is a way you can get access to all that information and hard work that I do put into those manuals included in your crew membership. As always, there's links in the description. You can click that and learn more. Or if you're on the blog, just click the crew member benefits tab at the top and it'll take you right there. If that's not your flavor, got a Patreon that you guys asked me to set up. There's some cool stuff going on over there. And of course, using my Amazon link, all those things really do add up and literally help me keep the lights on and keep the show going. As always, I do thank you guys for all that support. It means so much to me to be able to sit here and talk to you guys and go back in time and talk about text moving away from the dealership. If you listen to the whole episode, you will hear me make a comment about not talking about myself, which turned out to not really be true. So it's it's kind of funny to go back and listen to that at this point. But with all that wrapped up, let's get into today's show. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something that's kind of been on my mind pretty hot and heavy lately. And it sort of stems from some things that have gone on in my dealership shop over the past few months. And that's sort of like the, what's the next step for a good technician? So what's happened is we've lost a few really good techs in the shop. We lost one guy to another brand and we lost one guy to what I assume is uh, starting his own tool truck or buying a tool franchise. I'm not sure of all the details, but either way, we lost two pretty top level guys. It sort of spawned this conversation that I had with my boss about maybe some of the reasons why, you know, why good technicians sort of step out of the dealership and do something else. It really comes down a lot to having like a fulfillment of your job. So as a technician, for the most part, my job is to fix cars 
and talk with customers. You know, for me personally, I also train a lot of the new guys, which is cool. There comes a time when you look at what you do and you see either little fulfillment or really a little bit of opportunity for advancing your career. So one goal that I had all along from day one of being a tech was to be a master Volkswagen tech. I shouldn't say that it from day one of being a tech, it was really when I started working with Volkswagen, I knew I wanted to be as certified and have the highest level of certification that I possibly could. And it took a really long time to get there, but that was my goal. So once that happened, you know, I sort of rode the uh, you achieve your goal high for maybe about a year or so, and then realized, you know, there's really not much that can happen next if I wanted to stick with the dealership and the brand. Um, Volkswagen since had the e-golf certification, but since we won't get the e-golf for a while in my state, that's not really an option. So anyway, my boss and I are having this conversation and we're looking at all the things that happen with a technician. You start out, you learn to fix cars, you achieve the highest level that you can achieve, and then you just do that. Now. Personally, you can get better at fixing cars. You can always be better at fixing cars. But I feel like if you stay in the dealership world, you're sort of stuck. Now, there's things that you can do that'll pull you out of the shop, like be a shop foreman in a sense. A lot of shop foremans don't work in the shop full time. Um, you could step out and be a service advisor, which basically is just the punching bag of the dealership. Uh, they get it from all ends, and I do not envy their situation. Um, or you could be a service manager, which you know has its benefits financially, but again, it's it's pretty much along that same service advisor line where you know you get sort of punched in the face all the time. And I thought about doing all of that, but um, you know the more I see of of what they have to deal with, really, the less I like that idea. But beyond that. Both dealerships, for the most part, and brands, for the most part, don't really put much into getting a technician to the next level. I guess it's because they don't really know what the next level is. So for me personally, I don't know that there is a next level at the dealership. Now again, this isn't me being really arrogant and saying I can't get better at fixing cars because that's not it at all. <laughs> I can always get better at fixing cars. but you know, what, what would be the next step for me? It would just be keep on rocking and rolling with what I do. Um, you know, the dealership doesn't really offer any type of advanced training or outside of the box sort of training. They say it's up to each individual dealership to decide how to train their technicians. So when you train a technician, you have training from the manufacturer. So I would have Volkswagen training. And that comes in instructor-led class forms, that comes in online training, and I guess that's really it. They used to do books, but I don't think they send the books out anymore. But after that, there's nothing. That's it. We stop. We stop training our technicians. And you could see that a technician that does it for six, seven, eight years, that either is so far away from getting all the classes they need to be a master tech, or has gotten that, you know, they're basically stuck at the same level. There's nothing in the dealership left for them. So what happens? Well, they change brands. Now you basically restart. You know, you might start at the bottom level of that brand, but hey, it's a new brand. It's exciting. You know, one of the guys we lost to Tesla, and man, what an awesome brand to work for. And it has such a cool feel, and it's new, and it's fresh, and you know, the 
that sort of honeymoon period may wear off, but man, talk about being a fun ride while you're in it. You can also move up, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, to, you know, I, I think it would be more of an air quote move up to being a service advisor um, or a service manager. And that, again, has its pros, its cons. Service managers probably make really good money, but again, you become sort of the punching bag for the dealership. I know a couple of service manager friends of mine really are the punching bag of the entire dealership because you get it from customers, technicians, service advisors, even the sales department uh, likes to beat up on the service department from time to time. Or you can move into the aftermarket and maybe work at an independent shop. Um, you know, in, in my case, it would probably if I moved into an independent world, it would probably be more in the European performance or European service type realm. Um, I posted that Eurowise is hiring the other day, by the way, guys. If you're interested in the Charlotte area, those are definitely the go-to guys, but it's a little bit far of a drive for me. <laughs> the other option is getting out of the automotive industry altogether, and I think that's what a lot of guys do. You know, this industry really does burn you out pretty hard, um, depending on where you're at in the automotive world. You know, you either get burned out because you don't do enough work to keep keep motivated and keep making a paycheck or you're you know just throttled all day long and uh, do nothing but go from bell to bell and uh, while the paychecks are good it's really easy to get burned out this job can be pretty difficult on your body and on your mind and uh, the longer you do it the more you really do feel that I don't blame a lot of guys for wanting to to really just get out of the industry at least at the technician level then there's the guys that do nothing and just sort of ride the you know the dealership time until until they can't anymore and then you know you see them either get let go because at that point they probably make too much money and you can bring in two or three younger guys and uh, and have them do you know what on the surface is the same job for overall less pay so I guess that just kind of brings me around to what what's the solution well you know I don't know <laughs> I really don't know what the solution is I don't know if manufacturers can sort of shift the dynamic on on what their view of a technician is and really evaluate what how much they put into each technician and really want to ramp that up you know if I if I went to Volkswagen or to my dealership and said look I want to move up to the next level their very first question to me would be okay Charles what's the next level and then I would have a really stupid look on my face because I don't have any idea you know, I got some ideas on what would be cool to do, but it's not really like the next level or anything like that. It's just, you know, hey, here's this really cool project that I think would be fun to work on or, or you know, we could sort of change this a little bit and that might be cool. And, you know, there's always that mindset, I feel like, that as a tech, you're sort of at the bottom of the barrel. You know, you and the detail department are pretty much the bottom of the barrel. And... I think a lot of manufacturers and really in the dealership level too, they look at a technician as nothing more than a glorified oil changer or just an oil changer and uh, that's really too bad. There's a lot of razor sharp guys out there that could be doing anything that they want and they chose to fix cars. They don't, they don't feel like they're stuck fixing cars. You know, that's, that's just what they chose to do. And usually those are the guys that wind up moving on to, you know, either the aftermarket or doing their own thing, opening their own shop. But this is, again, one of those that I'd really love your opinion. What's the next level for a tech? When a tech's burned out at the dealership level or sort of hit their peak at the dealership level, what do you guys think is the next best thing for them? Where, where do they go from there? And uh, don't worry if 
you guys or one of my customers or anything like that. I'm not specifically talking about myself. It's just something that's been on my mind a lot lately. And uh, I don't have the answer for it. And, and I wish I did, but I don't. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. I do encourage you to swing over to the blog, humblemechanic.com, search episode 38, and leave your comments there. You can also check out the, some really good comments on YouTube and on the original blog post. I do link both of those up in every audio podcast that comes out. You can just mash that link and it'll take you right there. There are some really good ones on YouTube for this episode. One final thing, if you like the work that I'm doing on the audio version, do me a favor, swing by your favorite podcasting platform and leave it a review. If you think it's worth five stars, swing by iTunes and click that five star button. If you think it's worth something else, go ahead and leave that too. No matter what, I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes to leave those reviews, and I really do appreciate you hanging out with me on your car ride, at the office, while you're working in the garage, gardening, shooting, doing whatever it is you're doing while you listen to this show. All right, guys, with that, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.